show is time for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. And I don't want to be somebody without your body Two on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. We are live from the first Midwest Bank Studios on State Street in downtown Chicago. We are here till 10 o'clock tonight. We're open for business and your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Tomorrow night in the NBA, the 76ers look to fight off elimination against the Toronto Raptors. It'll be game six, seven o'clock tomorrow night. We will talk in 15 minutes with Keith Pompey from Philly.com. He's a 76ers reporter. Lots going on with the 76ers and Bead, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons. He's playing terrible here in the playoffs. Uh, so we will talk with Keith in about 15 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We're keeping our eyes on the baseball. White Sox and the Indians. That game just went final. The Indians win 5-3 to three over the White Sox. The Marlins and the Cubs at Wrigley Field. The Cubs lead 2-1. to one. We will have an in-game update from Jesse Rogers in 30 minutes live from Wrigley Field. Lots of booze for Addison Russell already tonight at Wrigley. Yeah, exactly. His return, uh, playing second base, batting eighth. He's been up twice already. Uh, a small amount of booze the first time, from what I'm reading on Twitter. A larger amount of booze the second time. He did strike out his first time up, so maybe that had something to do with the booze the uh, the second time up. So, so at 9 o'clock, we will have a full postgame uh, show for both the White Sox and the Cubs. And then also, we'll keep our keep our eyes on the uh, Celtics and the Bucks. That game is heading towards halftime right now. The Celtics need to do something. They're down big to the Milwaukee Bucks, 51 to 36 with 27 seconds left in the second quarter. Mm. So uh, we will have full coverage of the Celtics. If they get bounced here, what do they do? We'll try and uh, carry Kyrie Irving when he meets the media after that basketball game as well tonight before 10 o'clock. Lots to do. We'll talk with Keith Pompey. But first, let's talk some football, Abdallah, because the one thing I'm keeping my eyes on here in Chicago is Dak Prescott. And why am I keeping my eyes on Dak Prescott? Because he needs a new contract from the Dallas Cowboys. And I feel like he is the type of quarterback that all of us Bears fans need to pay attention to. Because what Dak Prescott's done with the Cowboys hasn't been that impressive. But he's going to get paid probably $30 million a year from the Dallas Cowboys. And they're going to put a hefty chunk of money towards Dak Prescott and the future of the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not sure if he's proven that he is a franchise quarterback. Why does that apply here in Chicago? Well, because next year, you're going to hear the contract conversations come up with Mitch Trubisky. And have we figured out whether or not Mitch Trubisky is a franchise quarterback for the Chicago Bears yet? I think the guy that I'm keeping my eye on, Chris, and I I agree with your assessment of the Dallas Cowboys, I think they're going to pay Dak Prescott. I think that Jerry Jones likes him. I think that he's going to be around there for a while. I don't think they're, they have too many players that are coming up at the same time to not pay him because they can, they have to use the franchise tag and all that kind of thing. I'm looking at Jared Goff. I'm looking at a guy that's meh. He's okay. Does he help you win games? Occasionally. He doesn't, he doesn't lose games. He doesn't really look at his performance in the Super Bowl. If the Rams would have had a better quarterback, they probably could have beaten the Patriots and won that Super Bowl. But ultimately, I look at that because if they can move on from Jared Goff and Sean McVay can find another quarterback in the draft or find another quarterback that, that he believes that he can open up his offense with even more, then why can't Matt Nagy? 
Why can't the offensive genius that is Matt Nagy come through and do it again and draft another quarterback if Mitchell Trubisky isn't panning out? I don't want just a mediocre quarterback because the, because the NF the the way the NFL is. Well, we have to pay Mitchell Trubisky because we've had he's been here for a while and we had him on a rookie deal and now he's up. So I guess we got to pay him. No, if your coach is good enough, just draft another quarterback. And give that quarterback some money if, if he's good. And if that quarterback's not good, find another quarterback. If this guy, if this coach is <laughs> just so, keep doing if it. this coach is so good, why can't you just find quarterbacks in the first round? Right. If you if you can't tell me that in a few years when Mitchell Trubisky's up, they're gonna maybe unless Pace trades them away, they're gonna have their first round picks back. And ultimately, if they need to, they can draft a quarterback. Now, I could be proven wrong. Mitchell Trubisky could take a huge step in his second year under Matt Nagy. He could become a franchise quarterback and by all means pay him. He deserves it. Cool. But I don't feel like the narrative should be, well, when Mitchell Trubisky gets paid, why do you have to pay him? You don't have to pay him. Well, and that's the context of what we are viewing here in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, To compare all three of those quarterbacks. So Dak Prescott through three seasons, he's played 48 games. He has 67 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. Completion percentage of 66%. Quarterback rating of 96. So that's Dak Prescott. Uh, Jared Goff in three seasons. He's played 38 games, 65 touchdowns, 26 interceptions, 62% completion percentage, and his quarterback rating of 94.7 for his career. And then Mitch Trubisky. He's played two seasons, 26 games, 31 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 63% completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 87.7. So if you take a look at the numbers, I know the games don't match exactly because Goff and Prescott have played more seasons than Mitch Trubisky. But if you look at the ratios, they're about the same. You have 62, 63, 66 completion percentage. The quarterback ratings are all about the same, 94.7, 87.7, 96 for Dak Prescott. I think out of the three of those quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky has the highest ceiling. Yes, he does. Absolutely. I feel like Jared Goff is the probably worst option there. Correct. And the safe bet would be Dak Prescott. But all three of them are going to get paid like they're elite quarterbacks. I don't know. I I don't want them to be hampered by this deal because if you look at it, he's only making... Uh... Well, I mean, take, take into account what the Cowboys have in front of them. They have to sign Amari Cooper. Yeah. They have to sign Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. They have to sign Dak Prescott. I think Dak benefits off of a Zeke. I think Zeke benefits off of the offensive line. I don't like paying running backs. The Rams paid a running back. What are they going to use their running back for after paying them? They have to pay a quarterback. I don't understand paying the running back position. Here's so if you're, the Cow- if you're the Cowboys, you pay Amari Cooper and you pay Dak Prescott. You don't pay... Ezekiel Elliott. Ah, but, see? But they're so, going to pay Ezekiel Elliott. Why not? Why Why do they have to? You can franchise what do you mean, him. Why do they have franchise to? Franchise him. He is by far probably their most popular player. Franchise don't you think, him. Don't you think Ezekiel Elliott's more popular than Dak Prescott? Franchise him. He's a running back. Well, at some point, you can't franchise him. Okay, you can franchise him for two years, right? What if he sits out? Huh? What if he wants to sit out? Then he's dead. Sit out! What if he wants to force his hand? You're talking about one of the most shrewd businessmen in the NFL. Let him sit out. And turn down whatever the franchise cap number is for uh, the franchise tag number. I mean, is for running back that year. Let them let him do it. That's fine. You find you find running backs all over the place. I was told Jordan Howard was untradeable. I was told well, they should have gotten the true. first they, first or second round pick for Jordan Howard. Right? <laughs> what did they get? 
Conditional sixth round? <laughs> Conditional? Yeah, I mean, but, but and then here, the Eagles here, drafted a running well, back. Well, but here's the reality, though. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, they're yeah, both they're uh, different caliber yes. running backs than yes. Jordan Howard. But you, you, you agreed you wouldn't pay him. No, and, uh, like, that's why the Cowboys are in. So what do you do? You franchise him, spot, right? That's right? your only option. You pay Amari, you pay Dak, you franchise Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's what you're going to get to see. And look, if you look at Mitchell Trubisky's numbers, they don't have to make a decision on him until 2022. So ultimately, yes, you can extend him after this year should you want to, but you don't have to. You can wait, and I think they should wait until he's got a couple years with Nagy's system. And if he is worth it, by all means, pay him. If he is not, there is nothing wrong with moving on when you have the offensive mind from what we've seen in the first year with Matt Nagy because I think a better quarterback would be would make this offense a lot better than Mitchell Trubisky has shown in the past. Doesn't mean he can't he's not able to because like you said, ceiling is very high, but don't be handcuffed by him just because he's been here for a while and you have a Trubisky jersey. In this next upcoming season, rank the quarterbacks. Who's going to be the best? Will be Goff, then Trubisky, then Dak Prescott? Or do you think Trubisky will be number one, then Goff, then Prescott. Like, would we agree that probably Dak Prescott's not going to have the best numbers compared to the other two? Just based on the style of offense that the Rams and the Bears play? That's a good question. Think about that while we listen to Dan Orlovsky. We were talking earlier about Odell Beckham Jr. I feel like he has done a good thing for the Chicago Bears. By saying what he said, comparing the Browns to the Patriots... It's taking some of the pressure off, some of the hype off of the Chicago Bears in my eyes. Here's Dan Orlovsky on ESPN talking about the Cleveland Browns. They'll contend for a Super Bowl in the near future? You know, when you look at this team and, and the, the weapons, the NFL is about talent. That's the end of the day. It's about teams that are talented. And so they've got a guy like Jarvis Landry who is historically great when it comes to NFL standards, most catches ever in his first five seasons. So you've got a guy that can get wherever he wants on the field for Baker Mayfield. Then you've added, obviously, one of the, again, historically great receivers yeah. in the first five years of the NFL and OBJ, and a young, talented back in Nick Chubb. They're deep, and then they've got a defense that's going to match it. Miles Garrett, they've got Denzel Ward, they've added some pieces. So talent-wise on this team, they've got it. And then you've got a, a head coach in Freddie Kitchens that everyone's like, oh, we'll see. Freddie Kitchens comes off to me as a guy that is the perfect fit for this organization. Why is that? Well, the humility that he talks about, the, the, the honesty that he throws out there. You know, when we're, when we're successful, we always have that friend that keeps us grounded, right? That keeps us like, hey, don't forget where you came from or mm-hmm. you haven't done anything yet. And that's Freddie Kitchens to the Browns. Couple that with John Dorsey, their general manager, who drafts incredibly well. Baker Mayfield's cheap. You know, in the next five years, they are in your handful of teams, your half dozen teams that you go, I see this team certainly being in the conversation and winning a championship. Dan Orlovsky on ESPN sees the Browns as the team of the uh, in the group of handful of teams that could win a championship in the next couple of years. I mean, the the commitment that they've well, made to signing free agents and, and the talent right, development that they have. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Why not? We understand how the NFL works. Flashy pieces that are on the edges. That does not win a championship. It's mm-hmm. about the grit and the it's grind. About running backs, no, oh, at the not. line. Okay, offensive defensive line play. They've added smart some good quarterback play. Yes, you got to get weapons. Baker for the Mayfield quarterback. is a good is a good quarterback. Is but he come not? on, 
Because you get a star wide receiver, you're going to win a Super Bowl? I'm not saying this year, but I could see them in. You don't think they can win a couple playoff games? Not this year, but maybe next year? They, they can be much improved. Okay. Let's get past 500 first, yeah, and let's yeah, worry yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's because get to, the, let's the hype train for the Cleveland Browns is out of control. Well, yeah, of course they are. Of course it is. Look at the stars you've assembled. They were on. Listen, they were on Hard Knocks last year. Everybody fell in love with them. Come on, of course. Super Brown, Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, the NFL Live crew. They talked about the team that improved the most. From the NFL draft. The team everyone is going to hate to hear me say, and that's New England Patriots. I mean, it just is. I mean, their draft just fell exactly the way they wanted it to. They got tremendous value. Really, through the entire three-day draft process, they added wide receiver depth. They added a pass rusher. They added a running back. They added offensive lineman that Dante Skarnacki is going to turn into starters. I mean, the rich just keep getting richer with this football team. One thing that stands out to me, I don't know if it's the most improved team, but Pittsburgh's first-round pick of Devin Bush was such a huge sort of now pick, need pick, because the hope, obviously, is that he'll stabilize that whole defense in the middle, give them something similar to, uh, hopefully, what Ryan Shazier used to give them. So I look at that as a team that really addressed its biggest need in a major way in the draft, and I think if the Steelers do get things together on defense, they could be one of the more improved teams in the league after missing the playoffs last I love what Philadelphia did. I mean, Andre Dillard, that tackle who the best pass-blocking tackle in this draft, and they got Miles Sanders and Arcega Whiteside. Arcega Whiteside was the best receiver in this draft when it comes to contested catches. And so you've added weapon at back, weapon at receiver, a great or potentially great tackle on offense. I love their draft. So there's NFL Live crew on ESPN talking about the teams that improved the most from the draft, the New England Patriots, the champs. You know, you look at a team like that improving from a draft, Watch out. And then that's why you say... It's not a surprise, well, though. It's not like, a surprise, but that's why when you hear Dan Orlovsky talk about the Browns winning a Super Bowl, listen, the flashy pieces does not make a champion in the mm-hmm. NFL. You have to draft well, and you have to continuously do it. Listen to what he said about the, do it. Well, listen to what he said about the Steelers. Yeah. Get someone to anchor that defense. That's it might not be need. a flashy pick, but it's a guy to anchor the defense. That's Adam Abdallah. I'm Chris Black here on ESPN 1000. Let's talk some basketball as tomorrow night, the Raptors and the 76ers. The 76ers are facing elimination. Uh, game six, the Raptors are up 3-2 to two in the series. And uh, to talk about, we talk with Keith Pompey from Philly.com. He's a 76ers reporter. You can also follow him on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Keith, it's Chris and Adam. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing well. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. Not as good, though, as uh, Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons have played in uh, this series. What has gone wrong for the 76ers so far against the Raptors in this series? You know, I I think one of it is just Joel Embiid can't get a rhythm, whether it's his knee, is it the upper respiratory infection, is it Mark Casale's defense? You know what I mean? I think, you know, those three things, combinations, is setting them back. And Ben Simmons is one of these things right now, like he's kind of used to having the ball in his hands. He hasn't had it. It's been the Jimmy Butler show, you know, basically with pick and rolls. So, you know, Ben has to try to find his spot. And also it's kind of like, you know, he's not being as aggressive, excuse me, as aggressive as he normally is. So, you know, those two combinations really are setting the Sixers back, you know, in the last two games that they played in this series. This may be a dumb question. It wouldn't be the first one from me. But <laughs> is is it just me or is Joel Embiid always sick? 
Nah, dude, that's not a dumb question. And yes, it's, it's not true. He always seems, you know, if it's not sick, it's injured. You know, he's injured. He's injured. Um, you know what? He missed his first two seasons, right? And then I think the, the second year, the third year, he played like 30 something games. You know, last year he had, you know, he fractured his orbital bone. And then this year he had the tendonitis. So, yeah, he's all, is always something. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid has yet to have a season, you know, where you say there's not any ailments whatsoever. Keith Pompey joins Chris Black and Am Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. So, Keith, here in Chicago, we obviously are very familiar with Jimmy Butler. How has he fit in with that group? And do you think that there's any chance that he's going to stay in Philadelphia after the season ends? I think a lot of it has to do with him, um, you know, in regards to, like, after the season. You know, it, there was a point in time where, you know, you know, reports came out about, you know, he saying certain things to head coach Brett Brown. And now it just seems like he's adopted the role as the team leader, you know, in the playoffs. You know, he has the ball in his hand. Um, he's also, you know, the one – you know, Joel Embiid will say some crazy things, and Jimmy is the guy that's there with him at his side trying to prevent him from saying something crazy. But, um, you know, the team has kind of, like, adopted his personality a little bit on the court. But um, I think it's ultimately up to him. You know, if, if Jimmy Butler is one of those things where when, when, when they made these trades, it was under – you know, the thought or the expectation that these guys were going to come back. But again, if, if Jimmy feels like he could go somewhere else and he could be more of the focal point, you know, then I believe that's what Jimmy may, may decide to do. But also, you know, he knows that the Sixers have the most money to offer him, so he could decide to stay here. But I think ultimately it's going to be Jimmy's decision. So if Jimmy stays or goes, what's the next step in the in the quote process, as everybody likes to say? If he does move, where do the Sixers go? If he does stay, what can they add around this team? Do they have any uh, open cap space where they can add more assets to this team? Well, I think, see, the game plan for the Sixers is, like, you know, they want to bring the whole squad back. Like, they want... They want to bring this entire starting lineup back. Like, let's face it, in the regular season, the starting lineup of Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, J.J. Reddick, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons only played 10 games together. You know, they feel like that that's going to be the number one starting lineup in the NBA next year because Golden State is expected to lose people. And they know that, you know, they'll probably get some draft picks, get some you know, some, uh, what is it, like mid-level exception guys like that. But they feel like that if they can keep all these guys, then basically since they have the bird rights for them, then basically they just, they'll just they have to pay luxury tax. But they want to do that because they want to win a championship. So if Jimmy stays, I would expect them to, you know, try to keep Tobias, you know, try to keep J.J. Now, if one of them leaves, then it'll be one of those things where, you know, they're going to go hard on the free agent market to try to get someone. 
they probably won't be able to give someone like a max because they're going to try to give it to one of the other ones. But if both of them stay, talking about one of the other ones, talking about the players they have on the roster now, but if both of them stay, then they'll just, you know, they know they can resign them due to the bird rights and they'll just be have to pay luxury tax. Keith Pompey joining Chris Black and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. If the Sixers lose tomorrow night, is there any way that Brett Brown gets fired? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, if they lose tomorrow night, you know, I don't know when the firing will come, but I do expect it to happen. You know, here's the thing. So, you know, like I said, we're, we're talking about the lineup. We're talking about how good, these, you know, the starting lineup is. And you, you think of the trades that they made. Like, they went out and they got Jimmy. They gave up two starters. They gave up a key reserve. They gave up draft picks. And then with Tobias Harris, you know, they gave up another starter. Um, they gave up their um, their top rookie, you know, who's going to be a great player in Landry Shamit. And they gave up draft picks. So it's one of those things where, you know, they gave up a lot. And for them to lose in the second round for the second consecutive season, you know, it just doesn't look good for the team. And the owner basically came out a couple weeks ago and said, our expectation is to make it at least to the conference finals. He was also asked, you know, will Brett be your coach next year no matter what? And he didn't answer the question. So, you know, Brett Brown knows that he all he knows that in order for him to be basically keep his job, he will probably have to make it to the conference finals. So if he loses, yeah, he's basically done. Keith, thank you for taking some time tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's Keith Pompey from uh, Philadelphia. He covers the 76ers for Philly.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Jesse Rogers with a live in-game report from Wrigley Field coming up. And Abdallah, I have the win total projections, the FBI from ESPN.com for the Chicago Bears. What do the analytics think the Bears will win next season? We'll tell you next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. The White Sox, they lose to the Indians. Jose Ramirez hits a home run, a two-run home run, in the bottom of the ninth for the Indians to win 5-3. to three. The White Sox are now 16-19 and 19 on the season, Abdallah. And we will have more White Sox conversation coming up before 10 o'clock. We'll hear from Tim Anderson. He was on the Levitard show earlier today. He was fantastic. He also said that baseball is boring. Oh. We'll get to that coming up uh, later on this evening. Um, I just want the White Sox to stay interesting. Yeah. Have, just be just interesting. Have Tim Anderson keep saying stuff like baseball is well, no, boring. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about the, the standings. Be interesting. Stay around 500. If you stay around 500, you'll be in the race. You don't have to get to the playoffs. You don't have no. to be a wild card team. Mm-mm. Stay around 500. You lose tonight, so now you fall three games back. Yeah. But hopefully you can climb back, get uh-huh. closer to 500. Come on, just stay interesting for this summer, please. Keep telling me baseball's boring. Well, I mean, and yes, we will hear from Tim Anderson talking about that in a little bit as well. I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, so ESPN.com today, they put out the 2019 NFL power rankings. They project the win totals and the playoff chances for each team in the NFL. 
They used ESPN's Football Power Index. It's the FPI. You see it all the time on SportsCenter during the NFL and college football season, FPI. So they go through and they project the amount of wins, and then they say the the chances of percentage that you make the playoffs. Who do you think is the number one team in the National Football League for projected wins? and their chances to make the playoffs for this season. Well, Chris, I'm not going to lie to the audience. I'm looking right at it, and it is the Kansas oh, City great. Chiefs. You, you could just play along nope. because they don't know what no. you're looking at. I don't you lie could to just our... act like you're no. being smart. I am truthful with our listeners. The Kansas City Chiefs I don't are number do, one. I don't do bits. FBI uh, uh, projects their win total to be 10.3, which I believe is under their win total in Vegas. I believe their win total is at 10.5. So if they win 10.3 games, that means you go under. Yeah, I mean, yes. It's pretty it's, close, though. It's dead on. It's, it's dead on. It's kind of a, you just say they win 10 games, I would think. Um, but, yeah, I think that they... And the Chiefs' chances to make the playoffs at 80% per ESPN.com's FBI. Who's number two? Number two would be the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are projected to win 10.1, so 10 games. Uh, 76.9% chance to make the playoffs, according to FPI. Number three on the list. The Los Angeles Rams at 10.1 wins, tied with the Saints. And they are, uh, for chances to make the playoffs, 76.4 for the Los Angeles Rams. Number four. See, they're not just going by the projected win total, because number four, they have the New England Patriots, and they have actually the highest uh, projected win total at 10.5. They do, but who's number four in their power rankings? The New England Patriots. There you go, ten point five. That's what I'm saying. They're not yeah. ranking them by football Based power on the index wins. wins. They're right. giving them the power football power I- index. They're saying these are how our rankings are because the New England Patriots they have ranked fourth, but by the football power index they have the highest amount of wins. In Vegas, though, the the Patriots are set at eleven wins well, of over they under because everybody's betting that over. Who's number five? That would be the Indianapolis Colts, the young upstart okay. Indianapolis right. Colts. Who's wow. this? Who's this quarterback? Who's this young new quarterback? I, I had everything set Andrew up because Luck. I was like, hold up, uh, we, we haven't gotten to the Chicago Bears. No, yet. And, thought, no, we're talking Colts. Okay, so uh, F- FPI is saying nine point two wins for the Colts. Yeah. Fifty seven point nine percent chance to make the playoffs. Indeed. And coming in at number six, oh, this is going Chicago to this Bears, is going to anger right? Bears fans oh, because wait, it why? is not the Chicago oh. Bears, but they have less projected wins than the Chicago Bears. They have okay. a lower chance to make the playoffs than the Chicago Bears. And those would be the hoity toity Los Angeles Chargers with their with their West Coast avocado toast. What I don't know. Eight point eight wins, forty nine point seven percent chance to win, to make the playoffs. So they have in the power rankings the Chargers ahead of the Chicago Bears because the Bears are seventh. Yes, they're projected by FBI. The uh, projected win total would be nine point one, mm-hmm. which would be under the nine and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, the chance to make the playoffs at fifty five point six percent. Yes. And uh, they have listed where the team improved. And it says, obviously, uh, Jeff Dickerson wrote this Bears reporter for ESPN.com. Uh, he wrote running back, obviously. They improved at running back by mm-hmm. signing Mike Davis, drafting yeah. David Montgomery, more touches for Tariq Cohen, getting him more involved in the offense, getting rid of Jordan Howard, trading him to the Eagles. He says that the most the, the team improved the most at the running back position. They basically revamped that entire running back room by getting rid of a lot of guys. I think 
having Taquan Mazel might also be a, a, a camp casualty. We'll see how their how their uh, running backs go. Okay, so if the football power rankings and the power ranking, rankings on ESPN.com have the Bears seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have six teams, obviously, ahead of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier tonight that in Vegas, there are four teams with a 10-plus win total this year heading into the season. True. There are four teams. You have the Patriots, the Chiefs, you have the Rams, and the Saints. So clearly, people outside of Chicago don't value what this team is like we do here in Chicago. I think many of us think this team is primed for a championship run. The defense is fantastic. They've only improved on offense. And everything is set, ready to go for this team to make a run to the playoffs and to compete for a championship. Yet, the power rankings have six teams ahead of them. I I wonder if you take a look at the six teams. Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, Rams, Colts, Chargers. The Colts are good, man. I don't disagree with that. The Colts are good. The Colts and the Chargers are good. good I like the Chargers. I understand. Yes. T.Y. Hilton. But I wonder if Bears fans, if you want to join the conversation at 312-332-3776, do you think the Bears are the seventh best team in the NFL? Are they in the top four? Are they a top five team? Would you really put the Colts or the Chargers ahead of the Chicago Bears? You know, the one thing that pops out of my mind when I first think of this, there's only one team in this group of teams that we've been talking about that has an iffy quarterback, and that's Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Right, The Rams are that one team. Everyone else, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers. You know that those quarterbacks are going to be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. Those are good quarterbacks. Yeah. Jared Goff, eh. Mitch Trubisky, eh. So, wow. those, you know, you, you take a look at the group of teams there, those seven teams. Yeah. Are the Bears appropriately rated in the power rankings? That have come out today on ESPN.com. I think they are because I think you see the way that the playoff game went and how they couldn't move the ball in the first half. And it took until the second half for the offense to get going. You saw how they lost the game with the kicker position. It's something that they still haven't righted as uh, minicamp wrapped up earlier this week. And then you look at the teams after them. You've got the Houston Texans with a quarterback who hasn't been able to stay healthy uh, a lot of the time. Deshaun Watson. You've got Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Hawks coming in after that. Um, what did I say? The Hawks. The Hawks. I'm looking at the... the they they yeah. play basketball? Yeah, I know they do. Thanks. The, the Falcons play yeah, football? Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, Eric, can, can you confirm this for us? Eric Ostrowski producing the show. Can you, you confirm the Falcons are the football team? You don't need to be a bag team? about it, okay? A what? You heard me. A, wow. A clown bag. A strong. Um, I believe I yeah. believe that those Falcons, they, yes. they fly on the football field. All right. Confirmed. Do they? Back, back to you, Abdallah. Do they? Go ahead. Yes. Say that when the Hawks get the number. What are you mumbling? This is a radio show. You can't mumble. I can do whatever I want to. And then number 10 coming in, the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think you've got question marks about all about those other teams. I think that they are more, they are more a solid of a football team, (laughs) especially at positions surrounding the quarterback than those other teams. So I think the Bears are appropriately ranked seventh in the football power index and the power rankings by ESPN.com. I mean, you're mumbling into your shirt. You have a microphone right there. You're trying to do it for effect. No one knows because they can't hear it. We're talking football. You know what I... You were talking football. Everybody knows I'm talking about the Falcons. I said Matt Ryan. We know he's not a basketball player. Everybody knows that. 
Everybody knows that. The dog well, outside knew it. Yes. We'll, we'll take your calls uh, on the Chicago Bears and where they rank in the NFL, especially with the power rankings that just came out on ESPN.com. It's a good dog. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah. Also coming up next, we preview Game 5 of the Warriors and the Rockets. The series is tied 2-2. Kevin Durant, will he stay in uh, Golden State for the long term? Is Clay Thompson happy? What's going on with the Warriors? You know, if they win tonight, everything's okay, right? We'll talk about it coming up next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah sitting in for Jonathan Hood tonight on Under the Hood. Here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We'll take your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Does Vegas know something? The Bears' win total is at 9.5. There are four teams that have better win totals. So I mean, like, higher win totals, right, uh, in Vegas. And then in the power rankings, they come out today on ESPN.com. There are six teams ahead of the Chicago Bears. You have the Chiefs, the Saints, the Colts, the Patriots, the Rams, the Chargers all ahead of the Chicago Bears. And FBI from ESPN.com projects the Bears to win nine games this year. I feel like if the Bears win nine games this year, that would be a little bit of a disappointment. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I would think. I mean, especially after last year. You know? Yeah, and everything's set up for you. You have yeah. no needs. You need a kicker. Well, you can figure that out. Everything else depends is Depends on who you talk to. I would like a better quarterback. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go to Rodney in Oak Park. What's up, Rodney? Man, you know I know the Chicago Station and all, but really the Bears. If the Bears win nine games, they'll be doing good. First of all, you guys are getting a defensive coordinator. No credit from last year. That whole team is made on defense, and he's gone. And he got replaced by one of the worst. This guy was the worst. Had the worst defense in the league when he was in Indianapolis. So you know that's first of all. Second of all. You know, I, I hear everybody want to say, well, uh, Watson was hurt. Watson, was, Watson played a whole year and a half. So he played all the last year. And Trubisky, he just can't win. I mean, you cannot win going horizontal. And that's what they do with Trubisky. They, make him, they throw a horizontal game with him to get by with him. That's why they rank so low between the, the number one schedule, a new defensive coordinator who hasn't, who hasn't been proven at all. He's like, hey, he sucked when he was in Indianapolis. And Trubisky. How many wins do you think you guys going to get? I'll let Abdallah answer that. Thank you, Rodney, for the call. How many wins yeah, do I think they're going to get? Answer Rodney in Oak Park. Come How on. many wins do I think they're going to get? I think nine is a good number. All right. See, yeah, I think it's nine. I there think nine is a you. You solid know that that's number. You see in front of you. I think nine is a solid well, number. You want me to go game by game? No, no we don't. I'll go game by game. Is that um, what you want me to do? It is a tougher schedule. We don't know what the quarterback is. The defense is great. Turnovers played a lot into that last season. Can they duplicate that? I don't know. They're a very public team, so I think a lot of people assume the Bears are just going to be great. Lots of high-profile games. They're seventh in the power rankings. You have teams ahead of them with known quarterbacks. Mahomes, Breeze, Brady, Luck, Rivers. The only team without a known entity would be the Rams with Jared Goff, and I would say the quarterback that's most like Mitch Trubisky is probably Jared Goff. Absolutely. So the Rams and the Bears are kind of in the same boat. I think they are, especially uh, going into this season where if the Bears would have won that playoff game, they could have possibly been 
in the Super Bowl or at least been, you know, have gone farther. Obviously, if they would have won, they would have gone farther. But they had the defense. That everything was falling their right way. They could have gone to the Super Bowl last year. It'll be interesting to see how they rebound with all the changes that have made. Because, yeah, everything is in place. You're right. But a lot of changes have been made. Let's talk to Scott in Benton Harbor. Scott, what's going on? Hey, not much. I'm just calling. First-time caller, long-time listener. Thanks, I Scott. like listening to you guys. Appreciate it, man. But all I'm, all I'm saying is give the Bears a chance. They showed a lot. I'm not worried about the Colts and the Chargers. Only thing I can say, they can keep up with the Patriots and they can keep up with the Rams. All they're doing is looking for a kicker. He just made a few mistakes. They can get a better kicker. But just give the Bears a chance. It's their time. But by the way, Ryan, he's not a basketball player. I do believe he's got a mugshot for B&E. That's all I need to say. All right. Thanks, Scott. I don't know who Ryan is. I but, don't know what that uh, is. Chris Block and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Is that who he's talking about? Matt Ryan? Does Matt Ryan have a B and e I don't know. We do a B and es is, is that the reference is when you got confused between the, the Falcons and the Hawks? That's we what we're going B&E's? back to? All right. Uh, you know, the, 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 the point that is uh, interesting is that he says that they should be ranked fifth uh, in the list with the Chargers and the Colts who are above them in ESPN.com's power rankings that came out today. I, it's tough to argue that the Bears are ahead of those two teams because we know what the entity at quarterback is with those two teams. Now, the, the argument for would be the Bears defense, much better than the Chargers, much better than the Colts. Yeah, that absolutely. would be the, arg- the argument for the Bears yeah. to move past those two teams. I, that's that would be the only argument I would say because if I would take those two quarterbacks over Trubisky right now in a second. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's a question. I, so, you can't question that. I think if you're looking at the quarterbacks, the Bears are properly ranked. You know, a lot of this uh, Bears conversation also comes back to the kicker, right? Yeah. Have they moved past this? Uh, I talked with Trubisky over the weekend, and I asked him. Has this group, can they get past the fact that a kicker ruined their season? Because they're good enough. This team is good enough. Just fix the kicker position. Here's what Trubisky said. We have a lot of faith in these coaches in this front office that we're going to find the right guy to be able to make those big kicks for us. And it's not going to be something that's going to hinder us or hold us back. And we're definitely not going to dwell on it because we're such a confident group. that, And we do have so much talent that we're not even going to worry about it. We're just going to continue to work hard, roll. And when we get to that time, we got a kicking competition going on. So the best man's going to win, and he's going to help this team this year. And when we need them, they're going to they're come through, and we're going to accept them into our brotherhood, into our family, and, and support them like like we did all our guys last year, uh, heading into this year. So, but we do have a lot of talent. We're very confident, and we're, nobody's even sweating that right now. It's the competition, and it's going to pan out, and we're going to be just fine. That's Mitch Trubisky from Saturday. I got a talk, uh, chance to talk with him, and the full podcast is on ESPNChicago.com. Go to the Best of 1000 section. You can find the podcast right there on ESPNChicago.com and the ESPN app. So, I mean, clearly the team's good enough. They'll move past it, and I think they'll figure out the kicker position. I'm not worried about the kicker position. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of talking about kickers. Well, I don't you know, care. It, the thing is this, right? Um, we have the Browns to kind of take our, our eyes off of the fact that nationally, the Bears would be okay. nationally more yeah. hyped than they should be. Yeah. Yeah. We have the kicker situation here in town to kind of divert our attention off of what this team really has in front of them, right? Like, this year, the expectation should be a championship run for the Chicago Bears. That's it. The excuses are out the window for the quarterback, for the GM, for the team, right? Like, you have the team put together. 
Now you have to go win. If I had the technology, I would men in black the kicker situation. So you forget about it? Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to NBA. We will get to coming up next. We also have Bellator 221 tickets to give away. Bellator. Keep listening. In the next five minutes, we'll let you know how you can score a pair of tickets for this Saturday's fight in Rosemont. Bellator 221. We'll tell you next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. 